Hello and welcome to the Science and or Fiction Podcast. I'm Taylor Sloan. And I'm Lucas Moore. Uh, something a little bit different about the way we're recording the podcast today, Lucas. Um, I can see you. Yeah, this is really weird. Uh, in fact, you're sitting right next to me, uh, <laughs> or maybe more accurately, I'm sitting next to you, uh, because I'm in California right now, which is not where I usually am. Uh, I'm usually in Indiana, uh, and we record, uh, via talking to each other on the internet, but, um... Being that Lucas is my best friend, I figured I would come and visit him in California, and while we were out here, it would be convenient to record an episode of the podcast. Uh, first things first, uh, follow-up. We're sorry we kind of had to take a, an episode off there in terms of the timeline. Uh, just had a lot of stuff going on, and making a podcast takes time, but we're going to try never to do that to you again, because that was just mean of us. And we're profoundly sorry. Yeah, life stuff kind of creeps up on you sometimes, and uh, we're we're doing our best. Yeah, we're doing our best. That's absolutely right. And, you know, uh, maybe our best is good enough. Only time <laughs> will tell. Uh, so, the first thing we wanted to talk to you about uh, on the podcast, on this episode of the podcast, maybe a little bit shorter episode, uh, a little less formal, but something that we're uh, going to be launching in the next uh, week or so. In fact, probably... Oh, maybe even tomorrow when this podcast comes out on Monday the 5th, or uh, I'm sorry, not Monday the 5th, Tuesday the 5th, mm-hmm. uh, is our uh, Patreon uh, campaign. So yeah. we talk about this in a video that we made today, but making a podcast costs money. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of costs that go into it, like hosting it and... Uh, Hosting your website and all the media that goes along with having a website and, you know, upkeep of audio equipment, buying new audio equipment, uh, and kind of upgrading that as necessary <laughs> to keep your podcast good uh, right. and make it better. Most of the equipment that we use to record the podcast is stuff that we have for other purposes. Like, we have laptops that we use for our, uh, you know, day-to-day lives, and that's what we're normally recording into, but... There's very little reason for me to buy a nice uh, digital microphone other than to record the podcast. And it's a pretty good microphone, but I could always have a nicer one. Right. And, you know, if we want to keep making the podcast better, uh, both qualitatively and quantitatively, having better equipment that's more reliable, uh, you know, allows us to do that. You get what you pay for when it comes to audio hardware uh, up to a certain point of diminishing returns, but... You know, we don't want to buy super duper expensive stuff. We just want to have good stuff that works. And Mm -hmm. we have stuff that works now. So it's not like we're asking you to give us a whole bunch of money. In fact, our Patreon campaign, part of the reason that we're doing that instead of a Kickstarter, is it's something that allows you to make a little bit smaller contribution and a little bit more uh, regular way, uh, which will help us. Because there are fixed costs that we pay every month. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and so with the Patreon, we will have, uh, several different levels of patronage and, uh, we didn't really talk about these in the video. So if you watch the video before you, uh, read this or you haven't been to the Patreon, uh, page yet, we'll just kind of go over those and they may be subject to change. Uh, but our first level for a dollar a month, which that's not very much, you can be a subscriber, uh, and we will give you a one-time thank you uh, in the middle of the show, of each episode, or of the episode immediately after you subscribe. Uh, for $5 a month, you get to be a super subscriber, so you get that one-time thank you, and we will also send you an official Science and or Fiction sticker. 
for ten dollars a month, you get to be a sponsor. We give you the one-time thank you in the show. You get your name listed in the sponsor section in every episode's show notes, and you get the sticker. Twenty dollars a month, you are a featured sponsor. You get a shout out in the credits at the end of every audio episode. You get to be in the sponsor section of the show notes. You get a T-shirt and a sticker. And then for fifty dollars a month. Uh, we're looking at you, our moms. Uh, executive Double Platinum Sponsor. Uh, you get a shout-out at the beginning and end of every episode where we thank you as a sponsor. You get to be in the sponsor section of the show notes. Uh, you get the t-shirt and the sticker. And we're going to make you a special signed plaque from Lucas and I thanking you for your continuing contribution to the Science and Fiction podcast. All right. So those are, those are kind of the levels we're thinking about. If there is something that... If there's some level that you feel like is uh, is missing, or if you're like, you know what, I really wish I could give uh, some amount of money that's a little more or a little less or whatever, um, let us know. We're we're really open to feedback on this thing. I think this is the first time I've ever you know really worked with Patreon. I don't know, maybe one, five, ten, twenty, fifty seems like good levels to me, but uh, maybe you really want to give three dollars a month or something. I don't know, and and I think that we can we can be um, pretty. Uh, easy to get along with in that respect. Right, absolutely. And uh, we we want you to be, uh, you know, by, by giving us your patronage, we're opening up a door for you to help us create our podcast, and by doing so, say that you appreciate what it is that we're doing, that you're a fan of what it is we're doing. So it's a gauge for us, uh, you know, to see people who are willing to contribute uh, gives us a reason to continue making and gives us uh, a measure of responsibility. Like, if you're giving <laughs> us your hard-earned money, then it makes us very responsible to continue to produce things that you enjoy and you want to listen to uh, or watch or, you know, whatever it is that we're making, um, we'll have that responsibility to make that for you. Mm-hmm. So, that having been said, there are a couple of things that we've talked about doing. Um, and I'm going to our Patreon right now so that I can pull up. There's also a section on Patreon where you have your goals listed. Uh, and, uh, well, let me find it here. <laughs> Sorry. I should have probably pulled this up before we started recording the episode. But we're professionals. We are absolutely professionals. <laughs> give us give us your money. We're good at this. <laughs> Um, so our goal is if we reach $20 a month, we'll continue to produce a new podcast episode every two weeks. And then also importantly, we will make sure that all of our previous episodes remain archived and available for download. Mm -hmm. Um, that is the hard thing is continuing to host audio. You know, each podcast in and of itself as an audio file isn't that huge, but when we have, you know, nine of them, once this episode is out and that's roughly about eight hours ish of content um you know soundcloud charges us a decent amount of money to host that much content and if we were going to host that on our own or on some other different platform it could potentially be more expensive more reliable potentially but more expensive um at fifty dollars a month from all of our total subscribers we will start producing a new episode of the podcast every week and as much as we're able uh, that that is something that we very much want to do, um, and we also want to start having guests on the podcast. And at fifty dollars a month, we will be hopefully able to do that. Uh, I've you know we've talked to a few people; they're interested. Um, there are a lot of really cool people out there whose voices we think 
uh, you would like to hear as our listeners, and I would love to give them an opportunity to be heard. Mm-hmm. And then with $100 a month, uh, we're going to try to start producing some regular video content on our YouTube page. Uh, and I am going to make sure that we have some science and or fiction merchandise uh, becoming available, not just the stickers and t-shirts uh, for sponsors and subscribers, but also for anyone who wants to just pop on our website and buy a pack of science and or fiction stickers to you know, put on police cars and uh, bathroom mirrors at hotels. Don't do that. Please don't do that. It's a bad idea. D- don't do not do that. Just get the stickers, put them on your laptop like a normal person or on your car, not a police officer's car. <laughs> and, you know, when it, when it comes to merchandise, um, we, again, this is, this, we're, we're pretty new to this. And if any of you have any feedback for us as far as uh, companies that we should be maybe be wary of, uh, we would love to hear about that. Um, yeah. There's a lot of companies that would love to print lots of stuff like this, um, but we don't really, you know, we, we don't have a whole lot of experience as to which one is actually great to work for. Right. So if you have any feedback on that, we'd love to hear it. Absolutely. Um, you know, what are your success stories, content creators, as far as having merchandise made for your content? Because... We don't want to make uh, mistakes that cost a lot of money. <laughs> that would be awful. But also, uh, going back to the other things, too, uh, as far as YouTube videos, what do you want us to, to do with YouTube videos? We've talked about doing um, reviews of movies or books or video games uh, or of doing, you know, playing video games. We've talked about uh, the idea of maybe doing some kind of science experiments or something like that. Lucas mm-hmm. being an actual scientist, that would be his <laughs> kind of domain. But what, what, what would you want to see? And as always, uh, what do you want to hear on the podcast? This, this is, these are things anyone can chime in and let us know. Um, you can hit us up at Twitter. Uh, we are at CyAndorFi. We are on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash CyAndorFi. Uh, we also have an email address, scienceandorfiction at gmail.com. You can also leave us a comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. And now, if you go to patreon.com forward slash fi, it will bring you to our Patreon page. Mm-hmm. And there you can subscribe, uh, sponsor, become our patron, help us make cool stuff. Uh, we want to keep doing this podcast and do more stuff, and we would like your help to do that. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you for listening to us talk about that. If you have any questions, as always, just get in touch with us. We'd be more than happy to hear what you have to say and, and answer your questions. Yeah. Um, so that having been said, we wanted to kind of take a little bit of a, a sort of a retrospective look back at what we've done uh, as a podcast. Because there's something that we're going to talk about a little later in the episode that was kind of how we started our podcast. Mm-hmm. Topically speaking, anyway. But we've done eight episodes of the podcast now, uh, and we've talked about a lot of interesting stuff. We've talked about, um, more recently, pseudoscience. We talked about Gwyneth Paltrow's company, Goop, and how they're selling snake oil uh, to people, and why we think that that's probably a bad thing. Um, We also had one of our, I think, more highly listened to episodes was uh, episode six, uh, Expansion Pack, where we talked about our favorite video game expansion packs. And I think that was probably one of my favorite episodes <laughs> that we made. Yeah, we also got to talk about uh, Star Trek Discovery there, which right. was yeah. uh, controversial, uh, yeah. to say it lightly. But. And and we'll be out soon. We yeah. will have an official review, probably, of that out I think so, yeah. fairly soon. So uh, maybe that will be one of our first YouTube videos, like an Ooh. official review of... Ah. 
That's a thought. That's a good idea. Yeah. See, we're planning as we're actually recording the podcast <laughs> right now. As Lucas alluded to earlier, we are professionals. Um, <clears throat> we have answered some very deep uh, scientific questions from pop culture, like just how strong is Wonder Woman mm. that she can deflect bullets uh, with her gauntlets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, we didn't really do the math on that. Um, someone else did the math on that. Yeah. We just talked about it, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> we enjoyed that. Uh, yeah. What else? We talked about an uh, episode three was probably my other favorite. Uh, we talked about uh, the signal being sent to us from what potentially could be a Dyson sphere, but realistically probably isn't. <laughs> uh, and then I think we talked about the Dyson sphere episode of. Uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, with Scotty. With Scotty. Uh, and Tony Troxel, uh, a fellow nerd podcaster, corrected me uh, on that. In the episode, I said the episode of Star Trek The Next Generation was called Dyson Sphere. And it will forever be burned into the back of my brain now <laughs> that the episode was uh, called Relics. Relics. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, we... <laughs> That all goes to so that we we definitely listen to what our listeners have to say mm-hmm. uh, and and take your concerns and corrections very seriously. So mm-hmm. thank you, Donnie, for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we've talked about a lot of cool stuff. Uh, what were some of your favorite moments from recording the podcast so far? Oh man, well I mean I think my favorite moment from recording the podcast, and, and this kind of comes back to why we're doing a Patreon in the first place, was um, every episode that comes out. I uh, you know. Taylor produces his podcast, and so he listens to it extensively as he's editing, and then I listen to it in my you know, my podcast player of choice. And I always sit there and listen to myself, because I want to become better at podcasting. And I loved listening to the switch between, I think it was the first and the second episode, when I got myself a real microphone, uh, yeah. and all of a sudden I sounded a lot better. Mm-hmm. And that was a great moment for me personally. Um but then the other, uh, it happened to also be in that in that second episode was listening to everything I really didn't know about mammalian defecation, and uh, I, I just I never <laughs> Taylor's kind of a uh, he's got his head in his hands now. Uh, there's a lot of information I just didn't know about that. And, oh, that was a good episode. Uh, we uh, yeah, I think we all learned something that day. I you know it's funny we talk about how how many times total I'll have to sit and listen to episodes of the podcast as I'm recording them. It's really interesting because I probably listen to that episode two or three times in totality and every time I had to sit and listen through a <laughs> almost 9 minute rant uh about defecation for me and and how uh understanding defecation can uh, enhance our knowledge of medicine, like understanding emergency medicine and things like that. <sighs> that that was hard to listen to. So <laughs> I I have since then tried to keep myself from talking more than a minute at a time uh, because usually it's just really easy for me to sit down and talk mm-hmm. and talk and talk and talk and talk and never stop talking. And until someone is like, "Hey, Taylor, stop talking." Uh, sometimes I don't know that I've been, so I've been, <laughs> I've been literally looking in soundtrack, which is, you know, the Adobe creative cloud app that we use, uh, to record the podcast, the audio, uh, there is a little clock, uh, uh, of time code at the bottom left of the, uh, the mixer window. And I will sit there and watch that 
while I'm talking about myself <laughs> or talking myself, you know. Yeah. Uh, what else? I uh, I really liked, and this was pretty recent, um, but we we talked a lot about the kind of the idea of a total media blackout when it comes to upcoming uh, media stuff that we want to. Um, to enjoy in its in its fullest mm-hmm. uh, and we actually just had a conversation about this today where the supposed script for half-life 3 uh leaked because somebody said you know they might not be making this game mm-hmm. and we both had agreed that nope we're not reading it we're not yeah. reading it yeah and just in case half-life 3 comes out right and the uh maybe maybe it, it takes a lot of effort to just stay away from all of that material but it's, uh, I think it's worth it in the end. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. And it, when we talk about uh, Star Wars and, uh, you know, The Last Jedi in particular, there has been a lot that I've accidentally seen on Twitter and on Facebook and Reddit. Mostly visual things. Like, <laughs> you know, I accidentally... This isn't really a spoiler necessarily, but I accidentally saw Supreme Leader Snoke not as a hologram. What are you doing? Why are you yeah. telling me this? <laughs> well, okay, here's the thing. It, it didn't really nothing about it really that didn't matter. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't change. Like I didn't it didn't give me any other idea than oh, that's what he looks like if he's not a hologram. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing I've learned about the deep plot of the movie, but there've also been other things that I've seen characters and creatures uh, and and some of you probably aren't giving yourself the media blackout for The Last Jedi that Lucas and I are, and you're probably thinking, oh, I know all about those things that he's talking about, and I want to tell him, please don't. Yeah, I, we, we want this to be special. The thing is, we share your enthusiasm. We it's certainly just, do. We want, it's, it's, it's kind of a delayed gratification thing. Right. Like, uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to have all of that. It's just going to be all compressed into one you know, uh, movie viewing session, and it's going to yeah. be so exciting. Yeah. And believe me, it will be difficult when that time comes, when we're recording the podcast, we'll have to make a decision uh, as to when we're going to start talking about it, because mm-hmm. we probably shouldn't talk about it while it's still in its first, you know, maybe week or two in theaters. Yeah. Um, but afterwards, I say we can, you know, blow a right. spoiler horn and say we're going to talk about this. Yep. And I want there to actually be a spoiler horn. So a lot of the podcasts that I do enjoy, they employ a sound effect called and they call it the spoiler horn so we can we can probably work something Uh out i have a uh a pocket trumpet that i could like (laughs) i don't i'm you you actually can play the trumpet i can't well i could at one point in my life i i can't play the trumpet at all and uh i have this thing called a pocket trumpet and it's a trumpet and it's about six or seven inches long and I was at a coworker's garage sale uh, a couple of months ago with my um, significant other, and I looked at it and I thought, "Oh, that's cool," but I definitely don't need that. And then she picked it up and bought it for me, and so it's just kind of been in my car. Where every once in a while, while sitting in my car with the windows up so nobody hears me, I will pull it out and be like, "I wonder if I can play the trumpet." And a minute later, no, I cannot play the trumpet. But I could get that out and play it. Uh, <laughs> and that will be sufficient warning, I would hope. 
for anyone for any reason, but in particular that there is uh, a spoiler incoming. The problem is we do want them to continue listening after the spoiler horn. Has right. Been, you know, we don't want to drive them away entirely. Yeah, you don't want their ears to hurt so badly that they they physically can't continue to listen to a podcast with their you know, well, we'll fix it or... in post. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. We'll just um, cut the game down a little bit. <laughs> One other thing that I really enjoy about the podcast is the, the, the feedback that we've gotten. Right. Um, we, we try to do a follow-up section towards the beginning of every episode just to talk about the feedback that we've gotten mm-hmm. or the uh, kind of new insights that we've come across. Mm-hmm. And um, some, of the, some of the feedback I've gotten, even from the, the most recent episode where we talked extensively about pseudosciences, really given me a different perspective because mm-hmm. we we really had a good time making fun of Gwyneth Paltrow's company and selling uh, garbage, really, to, to yeah. women who really need some real legitimate medical help. And uh, we, from our perspective, that was kind of funny and mm-hmm. kind of frustrating, but really when I, I heard from a few different perspectives and it's like, well... You know, some women, uh, when they go to a doctor, and they aren't believed. You know, their mm-hmm. their medical concerns aren't really taken taken actually taken care of uh, by the medical professional community. Or maybe they're having a problem that isn't easily diagnosed, and they you know nobody will believe their symptoms, and so they turn to alternative medicine because it's the only thing they have. And right. I didn't even really consider that, and hearing feedback to give me a broader perspective. You know, because I'm sitting here, I'm a you know, I'm a 20-something white dude, uh, and I have one perspective, and it's really nice to hear other perspectives. Right. Because you and I, we go to the doctor. They believe us. They they sympathize with us. Mm-hmm. Right. My I'm a white male. My doctor is a white male. All of my doctors have been white males. Right. And for a woman, you know, particularly uh, lower-income women, women of color, um, going to the doctor could be just as frustrating to them as pseudoscience and a holistic medicine practitioner uh, could be to us. Right. So, Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's definitely something that like, and we talked about that when I first got here to California. Um, It's a perspective that I didn't have, you mm -hmm. know, necessarily because it's not something that I'd experienced. So having that feedback from our audience more than just, you know, giving us things to think about in terms of how we make the podcast, but giving us things to think about in terms of um, our own understanding of the world around us and our way, you know, how we live life and how we treat other people and how we empathize with other people. Um, That's something that is really valuable to us Mm -hmm. more than a lot that we could get out of this, making this podcast. So thank you for the people who gave us that perspective. And we, We'll try to, you know, we, I mean, not try, but we will remember that um, perspective <laughs> yeah. and and keep that as something to think about when we think about and talk about things like that in the future. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Speaking of follow up. <clears throat> yeah. So in retrospective, for that matter, our first episode, episode one. Uh, which is the first episode that makes that was redundant. Uh, we talked about uh, a little a little robot out in the deep reaches of the uh, solar system called Cassini. 
Uh, porcassini. Porcassini. Uh, it almost sounds like we're saying porcassini. We're not. <laughs> um, I don't know why I'm thinking that. It's it's a little bit late. Uh, it's only 8.30 in California right now, but that's 11.30 in Indiana, and my brain still is in Indiana, so uh, I'm a little slap-abby. But um, porcassini, it has about 11 days left. Yeah, as we're recording, Cassini has been making... Uh, closer and closer passes. I don't know, maybe not closer and closer, but uh, been making pretty close passes to the outer atmosphere of Saturn, um, taking a lot of really great uh, imagery on the way and doing a yeah. lot of cool science, but it's almost time for Cassini to uh, to retire. Right. Which is a great euphemism for what is about to happen to this, right. uh, to this little robot. So as we talked about in episode one, uh, NASA in deciding how to end Cassini's mission, uh, took two things into account. Uh, that there's a limited amount of rocket fuel for them to make um, movements or uh, attitudinal corrections with Cassini as a spacecraft in its orbit of Saturn. Uh, and we've discovered that some of the moons of Saturn um, have the potential, I believe the, the term NASA uses is potentially prebiotic, where the conditions for life could be met. And Cassini, even though it was produced in the most sterile conditions, you know, reasonably possible, uh, could risk contaminating those prebiotic uh, environments of Saturn's moons uh, if it were to crash into those. So they thought, well, with the last little bit of rocket fuel we have left, we're going to make a couple more flies through Saturn's rings and then uh, descend into the atmosphere of Saturn. And uh, I think you could probably yeah. describe what exactly that will do. Yeah, so I think I've given some thought as to what exactly will be the cause of death if, if uh, an, you know, uh, ER... Uh, physician would have to give a cause of death to uh, Cassini. And if you've ever seen a video of a, a rocket capsule uh, or a space capsule re-entering the Earth's atmosphere, you see that there's this really hot, dense uh, plasma that forms on the front of these things because you're compressing gas in front and it becomes very, very hot and you have turbulent gas flow and the combination of uh, the shear forces on the material that the spacecraft is made out of, and the the heat of reentry. I think I think Cassini is going to be a lot of very very tiny hot pieces of metals uh, streaking through the upper atmosphere of of Saturn. Which there there was uh, some thought given to the other types of retirement Cassini might have had. Like um, one of the things I thought was really interesting, they even considered. Uh, switching Cassini's orbit uh, so that it would intersect the rings of Saturn and would actually go straight through the rings. Right now, uh, Cassini's going kind of under the rings, so between the surface and the rings themselves, but they were uh, somewhat considering a, an orbital path that would take uh, Cassini straight through the rings, and every time you go through a ring, there's a chance that you hit a big boulder and turn into a bunch of little pieces, and that's kind of what they were counting on. Um, you know, it was pretty low likelihood that we would get through once, but if we did, it'd give us some really fantastic imagery going straight through the ring, yeah. where uh, instead, instead of going through the rings or maybe going on like a sun-centric uh, trajectory going out into deep space, 
they've decided that the the best combination of the amount of science that we can get and the lowest fuel usage or reasonable fuel usage would be to take Cassini on a gravity assist from uh, one of its moons and dive into the atmosphere. Right. So the data that Cassini will send back potentially in its last hours and minutes could be, um, I mean, scientifically speaking, fascinating beyond anything that we've seen uh, as far as probe telemetry coming back to the Earth from outside of our uh, little section of space around our planet. And it could also produce some very breathtaking imagery. Um, So NASA has obviously um, sort of kicked up a a large uh, public interest around this they're calling it Cassini, the grand finale. Uh, and uh, so just in the interest of, of making sure that everyone knows as much about this as we do, I mean, we wanted to kind of go through this just a little bit. Um, but uh, the overview, we've pretty much given a description of that. But they have this timeline that will kind of give us a very uh, hopefully accurate minute-by-minute um, idea of what we are seeing uh, and the telemetry that it's gathering from Saturn as Cassini descends into the atmosphere. So I'm going to kind of run through this real quick, but um, this is over the next several days. Uh, so uh, on the 9th, um, at about 8.09 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, or 5.09 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time, uh, it will do its final dive in between Saturn and those rings. And its closest approach to Saturn at that point will be just over 1,000 miles, or about 1,600 kilometers uh, above the cloud tops of Saturn. And then that... Uh, data will come back to the earth we will get that at nasa uh at about 10 30 in the morning eastern time uh 7 30 in the morning pacific time and then uh the final titan data that is a uh a very interesting thing that will happen so before that on september the 11th it will do its final distant titan flyby the goodbye kiss they're calling it which is kind of sad <laughs> uh and it'll be about 73 or seventy-four thousand miles um from saturn uh or above or above titan sorry above Titan's surface uh we'll get all of that data uh at about 9 19 p.m it says or 6 19 p.m uh pacific daily daylight time and then the 14th and 15th are where uh, things kind of... I'm literally getting goosebumps as I'm talking about this right now. <laughs> where these things, the, the final uh, moments and preparations will begin to take place. So I'll go through these a little more specifically. At 3.58 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 12.58 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, the final image will be taken by Cassini's cameras. Aww. At 4.22 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 1.22 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, the spacecraft will turn its antenna towards Earth. Uh, Communications pass will begin for final playback from Cassini's data recorder, including the final images. Communications link is continuous from now to the end of the mission, about 14 and a half hours. And that uh, playback will begin to reach Earth at 5.45 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time or 2.45 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time on September the 14th. At 11.15 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, or 8.15 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, the Deep Space Network Station in Canberra, Australia, 
will take over tracking Cassini until the end of the mission. Hmm. September the 15th, final day. At 1.08 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 10.08 a.m. Pacific Time. Uh, on September the 14th, at that night, uh, high above Saturn, Cassini will cross the orbital distance of Enceladus one last time. At 3.14 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 12.14 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, Cassini will begin a five-minute roll to point its instrument, uh, the INMS, uh, at Saturn. It will sample Saturn's atmosphere and reconfigure its systems for real-time data transmission at 27 kilobits per second, 3.4 kilobytes per second, that is. Uh, Final real-time relay of data will begin. That will come at 4.37 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 1.37 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. 3.22 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, high above Saturn, Cassini will cross the orbital distance of the F-ring for the last time. At 6.31 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, atmospheric entry will begin. Thrusters will be firing at 10% of capacity. We will have telemetry from that at 7.45 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. 4.54 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. At 6.32 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 3.32 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, the thrusters will fire. At 100% of capacity, the high-gain antenna begins to point away from Earth, and we will lose signal. And that will be at 7.55 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 4.55 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. That's a that's a really that the the thrusters at the end is something that I didn't really think about. So yeah. Cassini is configured so that its antenna is on kind of one side of the craft and it's quite a bit larger. Yeah, and it's going to be pointing its antenna as close as it can directly at the Earth, so we can yeah. pick up its signals. And as it's descending through the atmosphere, that's not necessarily an aerodynamically stable configuration. And no. so its attitude thrusters have to be working pretty hard yeah. in the upper atmosphere. And at some point it will encounter dense enough atmosphere that it just cannot turn itself towards Earth anymore, and it will turn away. It will adapt an aerodynamically most streamlined configuration and will lose signal, and there it'll go. Um, I think that one of the one of the saddest parts of this is that we will be receiving the last bits of Cassini data as Cassini has been probably gone for quite some time just yeah, because of for the a few hours. just because of the the distances involved mm-hmm. and the speed of light limits right. yeah it's uh it's gonna we're gonna have to have a little a little uh memorial i think for, right. for cassini i think cassini's been great for us it has it gave us a good starting point to talk about things you know on this podcast and it's such a fascinating and wonderful thing uh we've gathered just an innumerable amount of data scientists at NASA and, and places across the world will be analyzing data from Cassini for decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, it radically changed our understanding of Saturn and its moons and its rings and, uh, of the entire system of Saturn and gave us a lot to have an imagination about as we, as a species plan for our further exploration uh, into our solar system and someday maybe even out into the stars. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's kind of interesting is our podcast is a place where science and fiction sort of meet up or science and science fiction. Um, Cassini is a very much 
piece of hard science that gives us a lot to think about and a lot to imagine as we maybe create our science fiction. And as we know, our science fiction inspires our future science facts. So, um, Thank you to Cassini. Thank you to NASA and the fine people at NASA JPL and all the other organizations and agencies that uh, have given us this look at Saturn and uh, you know a deeper, vibrant part of our solar system. And we will, we will uh, always remember how special and cool this has been. And uh, on September fourteenth and fifteenth, um, just because it kind of works out that we are on. Uh, opposite sides of the country or we will be back on opposite sides of the country at that point (laughs) lucas and i are going to be um kind of taking over and live tweeting our uh twitter account for science and or fiction which is uh at sci and or fi on twitter uh we will probably be doing a lot of retweeting of jpl and other (laughs) nasa agencies and astronomers and people involved in uh cassini program and offering some commentary of our own on uh, what's going on there and uh we very much hope that you will join us in in the comments and replies and and uh we'll we'll uh celebrate the last days of a triumph of human scientific ingenuity uh and uh, spirit of exploration together so yeah and uh it's gonna be it's gonna be somber it will um, be but it, it's a it's a celebration of this it little, is this little you know small truck-sized uh space probe that we've been have flying around and and hopefully in in the coming years uh we'll, we'll be hearing about you know the next big mission uh heading out into the outer solar system i i don't know i'm I'm almost embarrassed to say I'm not even sure that I know what's planned. Um, right. But with uh, Cassini getting as much attention as it is, I, I feel like we this is a good time to start planning the next mission. Absolutely. And whatever that is, whenever that is, we will bring that to you uh, and talk about it on the Science Theater Fiction Podcast. But I think uh, for this episode, uh, live from our California bureau, <laughs> uh, I'm Taylor Sloan. And I'm Lucas Moore. We'll talk to you next time.